0: Yeah, I know. So the theme of today is Dida natsach. Dida natsach means victory is ours. It's about being completely above and beyond anything that's holding you back from being the way you need to be. That's what Dida natsach means. Natsach means that the side of holiness, the side of Torah, the side of mitzvot is, is for sure to be victorious. So in, in ourselves, we have two sides. We have the godly soul and the animal soul. But our side, our side is the side of the neshama. That's, that's, the, that's whose side we're on. That's our true self. That's us. And in this uh, in this declaration, in this emphatic declaration that victory is ours, that we're going to win, there is a question that is asked that every good Hasidic for bringing. Every good Hasidic for bringing, Somebody gets up after someone says something similar to what I just said, and they say, oh Rabbi, I experienced trauma, I experience hurts, I got hit in the head too many times, what are you talking about? How are you expecting me to suddenly ignore all of that and suddenly move forward? How am I supposed to ignore all the green demons in my head, the green demons of guilt, the green demons of frustration, the green demons who say I cannot move forward? So we're gonna look at something, this sixth Torah portion, which gives us a fascinating way to literally to can transform your life. We're going to learn tonight. Ooh. Yosef, speaking of Yosef, Yosef HaTzadik is the title. is the is a hero of this week's Torah portion and the last couple. And Yosef is living a life that that any psychologist. Analyzing his life, would for sure to say <laughs> this guy is going to be a vengeful, angry loser. Yeah. yeah. Think about this kid who grows up with big dreams. He made fun of, and and after he finally um, uh, his mother dies, his father is out of his house at seventeen. Right, and his brothers hate him. His brothers throw him in a the pit. pit with with snakes. And- and, and even when he finally makes it a little bit in, in life, he becomes a slave, right? He, reaches the, 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 slave. he, he becomes a head slave mm-hmm. in his master's house. You think like, okay, he's become the head slave and he's, he's the organizer, of the, he's the manager of the estate. You think, okay, he's finally made it. He's, he's made it as a slave at least, right? And then he's accused of a crime he didn't commit and he's sent into jail. But jail is not like today's American or other countries
1: with air conditioning. With the air
0: conditioning <laughs> I mean, jail is hell. Let's it's let's face pit. it. But here it's not just a jail. Wire. It's a, it's a literal pit. He's literally in a pit with other with other prisoners, and he's there. You don't know how long. you, you There are many people that lived and died in these in jail. in these jails, and why take them out if they're if they're supposed to be there? It was not, wasn't anything similar to the system we have in our in our courts? And here he is in this pit, and. If anyone would analyze his life, they'd expect this guy to be someone. Li- if, he's a, if he has any ambition to live, it's about vengeance, yeah. it's about getting back. Yeah. And yet, he does something very surprising. First of all, as we discussed a couple times, something amazing he does in the prison itself. Something he says four words would transform all of history. He sees the butler and the baker, and he asks them, four, he asks them a question which has four words Why the long faces? It's not a question to expect from someone who's been so tormented. And yet, that's his question. His question is, why the long faces? And because he asked that question, he was able to, uh, he was invited to decipher the Pharaoh's dream, and then he was summoned to become the viceroy, the second command in Egypt. And the story continues with the Jewish people um, going to Egypt and giving the Torah, all because of those four words he asked, Why? Are why the long faces? But why do he have the wherewithal to ask that question? He's the last person to ask that question. But the, it gets, the, the 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 surprise we have from Joseph is far deeper. When he finally does encounter his brothers, his brothers come before him and they say to him, uh, he come tells his brothers, "I am Joseph." And what happens to his brothers when they discover he is Joseph? They're appalled. Imagine how they felt at that moment, here is Joseph, the one they've wronged, the one they've hurt, the one they've kept away from his father for so many years. The incredible grief, incredible frustration, incredible pain, and yes, embarrassment. And Joseph, instead of any, any normal person would be like, they, they threw me in a pit, and look at me now. Look, look what I've become. I am Joseph. I'm the one who sold as a slave, and look at me now. But instead of doing any of that, he has such compassion for his brothers. He feels bad for their shame. He, he reaches out to them in a soft voice and says to them, don't be upset, it wasn't bad what you did. You sent me here, God sent me here, it wasn't you who sent me here, and I was sent here to be a source of, uh, of to satisfy the famine the famine in Egypt, and I, it wasn't you who brought me here, it was God, and I'm here to uh, make your lives easier. So the question is, how did Joseph have that feeling in him after being hit in the head in so many different ways, in so many parts of himself, internally, emotionally, um, intellectually, how do you have the, the, the power? The Who's his teacher? Yeah, oh, Yaakov. was his teacher. So indeed, Yaakov himself couldn't believe that Joseph could do this. That's why the Torah says that when Joseph's brothers return from their visit to Egypt and they come back to Jacob and they say to Jacob, Joseph is alive, Jacob has a hard time believing it. The reason he has a hard time believing it is not because of the miracle of Joseph's survival. What bothered J- J- Jacob, what, what he couldn't fathom was, was he, his spiritual welfare. They told him, no, he's he's, he's a Jew and he's faithful yeah. to, 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 to the tradition and the heritage and, and he's, he's intact, he's, he's in perfect integrity in Egypt. That is what Jacob couldn't believe. Jacob said, okay, he's alive, he could be alive, why not? But what Jacob couldn't accept is how could he be spiritually intact, it's impossible. He's away from home for 22 years. He's in this depraved, immoral environment. He... But how is that possible? Different question, different time. But the question we have for tonight is Jacob's question: Why didn't Jacob believe it? Because how could he? How could he survive? What's the answer to Jacob's question? So Torah says, as soon as he saw something, his his question was answered. He saw something. What did Jacob see that suddenly satisfied his? He saw the wagons. So I know what you're thinking, Beryl. Why was he happy because he saw the wagons? Why the wagons reinforced his faith that his son was okay? Because the word wagon in Hebrew is related to the word uh, cow. And the last law that Jacob studied with Joseph was a law about a cow. That's one explanation. I want to tell you something, a fascinating explanation from the Blavitz the Breditchev. Unbelievable. you say this. The Hebrew word for wagon is agalah. What's the? Why is a wagon called an agola? A, a wagon is called an agola because a wagon goes upon wheels. Wheels are have a circular shape. So the Hebrew word for um, circle is eagle. So since wagons are driven upon wheels, they are driven upon igulim. Therefore, a wagon is called an agola. So what Joseph was telling his father was, my father, I know, the reason I'm, I'm able to be who I am is because I know my life is like a wheel. It's like a circle. It goes up and it goes down, but I know, my dear father, that whether it goes up or goes down, I know that the, the wagon has a driver. And because the wagon has a driver, I know that ultimately, although I'm going down now, this is not meant to just stay in the same place. It's This is all preparation to go the next space. It's meant to, to go to something higher. It's meant to go to a destination. There's a wagon driver who's driving a wagon. And that's why the number of the word circle in Hebrew is 66. 66, 66. Why is it 66? Because one second. Doesn't make sense. Ain is 70. Side so is 66. 30, 60, 30, is 90. Maybe Agala. Agala no, is also not 66. One eagle. Second. Eagle? Eagle, but it's not the iron. How much is eagle? And, and 30 is 100 and um, eagle,
1: what? Well, a second,
0: eagle. One second, hold on, hold on, hold on. Eagle is circle. What's the match of eagle? Is it 86? No. That's case. 80? I am. I, am I, am I am is... Ayin is 100. 100. Oh. given 12 is 9. So just 109. 109. Okay, my math is off tonight. Minute, it's more than that. How uh, much is it? got the youth. No, so it's 119. 119. What's it supposed to be? Well, <laughs> 60. Yeah, what are we trying to do? Oh, one second. What's the... I'll tell you what I remember was. Okay. I remember was that, that the the word circle is the same equivalent as the words which is which is 66, past, present, and future, which is also the same gematria as the word your God. Your God is also 66. So so the one driving the wagon, the one driving the past, the present, the future, is is the, the, the circle in our lives, which is always turning, is is Hashem. And so maybe you're going down, maybe you're going up, but it's, it's, life is not a jungle if anything life can be compared to a a uh, museum park when you're at a then you're in a jungle you're like you don't know what's gonna happen next right because you, you it's and there's no one running really? the jungle yeah. but when you're in a museum park even if you're going on the craziest ride you're going on the, on the, on the ride that 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 you oh. know the, this this roller coaster that goes up and goes down and then the pretzel and uh, makes you throw and, and somehow people just love that i don't know whatever <laughs> so so, but you know that every single part of this ride is with a perfect precision. It's exactly the way it's meant to be. There's not one extra second. That each ride is timed, and there's exact, and it goes this amount of feet and this amount of speed, and, and it's all at the same time. And it's, even if you go on the ride twice, you don't make the same announcements each time in the ride. So, in a similar way in our life, although it may be seem like it's very chaotic, but it's by Hashem's hand, and there's precision, and there's there's a reason why things are happening. In Hebrew, the word Elokim, the one that I do know works. <laughs> Elohim is numerically equivalent to, to Hatava, which means nature. And Hashem, is, you know, it looks like things are natural, things are happening by themselves, but really, something beneath the surface, it's Hashem guiding us in life. That's why this guy was by the Kotel, and he's praying to God, two o'clock in the morning, he's praying to God, God, please give me a flat tire. And someone's like, why? think this guy must be out of his mind, you see this guy is dressed, so like an aristocrat, he has a Rolex, he's, he's, and the guy's praying, please, a flat tire. So he, he goes over to the guy, he says, what are you praying for? He says, listen, smiles. In my life, I've had a lot of financial hardship. Now I got a Rolex, I got a car. I, I, want, I want the Wheel of Fortune to stay where it is. I don't want it to move anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I want, I want a flat tire. So this is what Jacob saw in the wagon he saw that Joseph understood that his life is a circle. There's an up and there's a down and there's a destination. Give me four minutes, left, I'll tell you something you'll, you'll like it. So you're being paged. I'll say, I only for two minutes. You're saying okay? No, we can handle that. Know that. <laughs> so this is how this is what kept Joseph saying this 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 appreciation, this conviction that he's being guided by Hashem's hand, and that's how Jacob knew that this was indeed true that jo- that Joseph was indeed okay. So the question though is. Those of us who remember, there used to be something when they were in, the, in the 80s when there were dinosaurs called a um, um, CD, right? Yeah. And yeah. if there's a scratch in the CD... In the 80s, they didn't have a CD yet. Right. Well, in there, was a, there was an 8-track. <laughs> the late 80s, they had, they had yeah. uh, I think, CDs. In the early 80s, we had, we had also, um, no? Uh, record players. Record players. Yeah. And oh. if there's a scratch in a record player, what happens? Yeah. You're again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. So so too in our lives, we could have things in the past, trauma, that we're not ready to forgive ourselves, we have blame, we have shame. And what happens when you have, you're not ready to, the, the wheel is yeah. supposed to be turning, but you're stuck in the past. How are you supposed to snap out of it? How are you supposed to snap out of all the trauma of the past and to move forward and to let go and say, yeah, you made a mistake, but keep on moving. How, how, what's the key to, to to allow you to move forward? There's the a great power in our soul. It's called Chachma. Chachma is ability to not understand something, but to have a new brand new insight, to lift yourself above where you are, and something new to come in. They say the story could be true, with uh, Archimedes, famous uh, scientist, mathematician, that he was asked to weigh the king's crown or something, and he couldn't no, no, figure sir. out how to, huh? He got a crown from a, a rival king, and he wanted to know, is this crown 100% gold? Or could be in bed with some gold and, and three seconds to... after you. Yeah. So so he, he puts the crown in and he, he doesn't know how to do it. Right. And he goes into a bathtub. Right. And he sees the water go up in the bathtub and he's right. so excited he discovered this new principle about weight and about mass, the displacement yeah. of uh, what's called the displacement a dis- of displacement of volume. Displacement of volume. Right. And he's so excited he jumps out of the water, he runs in the streets naked. and naked. Yeah. And anything he says, what's his what he says? Eureka. Eureka. Yeah. I discovered it. So in a similar way, one of the, in order for us to move forward, we have to start off our day, and maybe the night before, and plan things so that we could do, amazing things, that not to be skeptical, not to listen to the green demons who say it's not possible, and to take risks, and to make the step forward, and to think of something, don't, don't, look, don't live in the past, let go of the past. The past is, let the, in order to live the present, and to, to prepare for a bright future, you have to let go of the past. You have to be able to, to put into your mind that there's something that you need to do here, that you're not here. You're not a victim, and no one has a power over you, and there is, and you have a mission. And that's what Yosef had. Yosef said, you, he's not here by himself, he's here on a mission. <laughs> so, so, um, and this is the, um, and this is what did Natsach what is about. Never forget, the bitch of spring roll was he once spoke to us on the 5th of probably about uh, 26 years ago, and he shared with us the, the story, the Rebbe shared, about the meaning of the words Yidana Where these words come from? Yidana Tzach, words of the Talmud. The Talmud says that there was a rabbi in a certain city, a rabbi from Tanaik times, and this good spirit came to the rabbi, some kind of angel, and he says to the rabbi, I'm a good angel. Sounds like, you know, Casper, you're going know, to trust him, whatever. <laughs> but he did? He's okay. yes, he, 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 good angel. No, I can tell you I'm a good angel because there's another angel coming who's not a good angel. And this is what you need to do. You need to get all the t- people in town to come to the riverbank with all the noisemakers they have. And they, when the, and I give you the signal when the not good angel is coming, you all have to scream out, Didan Natsach, Didan notzach, victory, victory is ours, victory is ours, victory is ours. You have to scream that out. Okay? He announces to the people in the community. Everyone comes, men, women, and children, with all their noisemakers, with the pots, with their pans, and their, their graggers. And the good spirit gives a signal to the rabbi. The rabbi saw the angel, and everyone screamed out, "Dida notzach, Dida notzach! Victory is ours!" And then the Talmud says they saw a sign in the water that, the, that they had indeed um, take, had a victory over that negative thing. There, in a similar way, Rishas said, each of us should say this to ourselves: so We should say it to Hashem. I'll never forget it We all said it together Victory is ours We are not in the hands of our past We are not in the hands of our mistakes we, Victory is ours Life is a circle It goes down and it goes up But it's a driver And we're going somewhere it's, Someone told me today That eggs cost literally One of the ba- guys owns a bakery here He says the reason why the bakery And we, we get angry You see that you know the cookies are going up And the cake how is is going okay. up Why is it going up? It's going up because there are no eggs In America there's no eggs their eggs are cost, he said, 10 times as much as it before. The wheat cost, because of Ukraine, cost 10 times as much as before. The gas, you could blame this, you could blame that. We could say it's Ukraine, we could say it's Biden, we could say it's Trump, we could say all these things, but ultimately you have to realize there's a driver to the wagon. And whether we're going up or we're going down, we're on a destination to be where God wants us to be, and, and in the, which is the best place, which Hashem, which Hashem wants to go. I'll tell you one more story, I'll let you guys go. So it's like this. I heard the story yesterday. It's an incredible story the a story which which he wanted to share the story with me. At tears and I found the story and because and, and he just heard it from some it's unbelievable story. It's like this. Rabbi Lissri he shared the story on, on a, in, a, uh, in his classes. He's not a Chabad rabbi, but uh, he shared the story himself about a Chabad rabbi in the Philippines, a friend of his. He said I don't know what it is. He says there is a baba Berchassid, sorry, a belzer who calls up Rabbi Lissri and he says to him, you gotta help. My son, my son, grew very religious here in Israel, but he's in the Philippines somewhere. I want you to go seek out my son and take care of him. So Rabbi Eliezer is like, okay, where does he live? He tells him the address. So he puts in the ways the address, and the address is a day and a half drive from where he is. It's okay. I'm sorry, I, I can't go to your son. He says, what do you mean? Aren't you chabad? Doesn't know chabad does? Aren't you able to like help my son? That's not why you're there. He says, he says, I. I mean, I have to be here. How can I go? He says, "Listen, what would your rebbe tell you? Would you and your rebbe want you to go?" He says, "You know what? That's a good. That's a good point. Let me ask the rebbe." Now the blah, 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 this this Balzuchas was like, one second. How how you can do that exactly? After Gimel Tamuz and the rebbe's burial so many years ago, what do you even mean?" So he says, "That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up the rebbe's letters, and the page opened up to. I hope the rebbe will give me an answer on what I'm supposed to do." Guy is so angry at him. We we take that for granted, right? We've heard this before, happened before. This uh, Belzer Chassid did not hear about this before, and he was not just skeptical. He was furious. But he says, okay, whatever. He comes back on the phone. He says, I opened the Rebbe's letters. Rebbe says, it's 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 there's no reason to go far away because it's very close to you. So he says, I'm just going to stay here because the Rebbe says it's, I don't, there's no reason to travel. Guy is so angry. He hangs up the phone. Literally hangs up the phone and he's upset. Meanwhile, this rabbi, I don't know what broke in his house. Something broke in his house or something whatever. He needed to get batteries. So he goes to a store to buy batteries. In the store, he sees this guy the guy walks over to him and he says, Hey, are you chabad? Yeah? Do you have like kosher food for people? He says, Yeah. He says people that, like I can go over to your house sometimes and, and have dinner? He says, Yeah. Like I even go over to your house today if I wanted to have dinner? He says, sure. He says, okay, I'd like to come over. He says, sure. The guy has like earrings and nose rings and you got the works. And um, and he says, where are you from? Tells him an address where he's from. He says, where, where you're from, where exactly, what's the address? He, puts, he looks in his ways, it's the same address. It's the same <laughs> address. So he doesn't say anything. And they sit down and they talk for three hours. Three hours sitting together and they're talking. And he is able this is a miracle himself. They're able to reach the guys in the They're able to reach his soul. They're able to talk to him. He's able to 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 able to bring him to where he is. Bring him back him back back to, to what the way he grew up. That there was a real inner core. He's able, he's able to get to him. And then he called up his father. Here, remember I told you the Rebbe said that there's no always to go away because he's it's very close. Well, I just met your son, your son is here, and we just ate dinner together. I, what? My son is how do you? That's the way it is. That's the way it is. We, 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 could, we could look at things so in so many different ways and, and have so many different ways of estimating and measuring things. But the bottom line is, is that we are in God's hands. And God guides us where we need to go. There's a, I can't say the whole, the whole Medrash right now, but the, you know the famous words of the Medrash. Medrash says that if uh, Reuben would know how God praised him, Reuben would do things differently. If Boaz would know how God praised him, Boaz would do things differently. If Aaron would know that God praised him because he wasn't jealous of his brother, he would have greeted Moses with an orchestra. So Medish concludes, and who writes things for us? Who writes our own story? And Medish says, God writes our story, Mashiach, Novi. they write. In Perki Yavos, say it says the words, all your deeds are written in a book. What's your first reaction when you hear that? My first reaction to all my deeds are written in a book, like, it's, oh no, it's a guilt, it's I don't want to read that book. Yeah. I hope no one ever sees that book. I hope that book gets burned a long time ago. But what it really means is, your deeds are written in a book means that God cares about you, and you're on a mission. We're walking in the same earth that Joseph did. We're walking in the same earth. This is the same earth. Joseph was a human being on the earth, and he lived a life in this physical world that we're living in. And Hashem gives us, as we're learning this morning, the man the foot of us, that the Mendel was at this February, and the Rebbe said, Every person's obligated to say, Why did God hide himself? Why is there concealment? Why is, God, why is there darkness in the world? It's for my sake that I'm supposed to do my part in revealing Hashem in the world, to say a bracha, to do a mitzvah on Torah. It's about me. Hashem's hiding himself, so I, not someone else, it's me and my mission where I am. I'm not an accident, I'm not a victim, and the things that I've done in the past are all part of this of the wheels that are set in motion to get to to get to Yushalayim. To to so dida notzach. Let's say it together, guys. Let's do it. About, I, it wasn't embarrassing, maybe it's only a couple guys. We have to embarrass. Let's do it. Ready? One, two, three. Dida notzach! Dida notzach! Dida notzach! That's it. Tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, you're going to have a list of things you're going to do. And you're going to do them. You're going to do them. And you're going to be satisfied. Ah! You did what you wants you to do. You're just going to do it. It's going to work. L'chaim.